Hey everyone, it's your favorite twins. It's Eli and Sam. Welcome back to Two Twins and a Mic. This is episode 11. So we did take a bit of a break last week. So some of you were wondering what happened to um, last week's episode. So I actually went on a bit of a break myself, took the wife to, um, to Melbourne. It was her birthday. So we went and celebrated somewhere other than Sydney. We watched um, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child play or screen something, something. It was like a live action um, theater, theatrical production. Really enjoyed it. Um, it, was just, it was just good to get out of Sydney, kind of unwind, relax, get away from the grind. Um, it wasn't the easiest journey to leave Sydney and come back um, from Melbourne. So our flight was heavily delayed. Um, and at the same time, we, um, while we were leaving Sydney to go to Melbourne, we kind of, we got there somewhat late, not because we did anything um, to cause us to be late, but a, a series of events just happened to go wrong. Um, there's, there was train strikes and delays that kind of impacted us because we took the train to get to the airport and then there were school holidays. And we thought to ourselves, Monday should be quiet a quiet period and an easy period to kind of leave Sydney because you're not going to have that congestion that you normally would on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, and who really travels on a Monday? Um, so we thought we'd be fine, but the airport was packed with people on the Monday. It was crazy. Let the line. So funnily enough, we were flying business class and then the priority line for the business class was so long that, um, by the time we cleared the, um, the check-in and security, our flight literally was supposed to take off and we hadn't even reached the gate yet um, <clears throat> or boarded in any capacity and it was just a miracle that we made it on and I think to myself if we had we didn't have the priority business class um, tickets we would have literally missed our flight but we eventually got to Melbourne and um, it was only about an hour's delay it was a, it was a, I mean the flight itself was quite nice um, and when we got there, you know, um, Amani, my wife, Amani hasn't been to Melbourne in like 15 years. So she got got to see what Melbourne's like again. Um, and then the, the flight back from Melbourne, that was something interesting. Um, our flight was cancelled. Um, you know, it was just chaos in the airport, trying to get onto another flight. Um, one one wrong thing happened after another. And I was, I was just trying to keep it together. Um, and not react to anything. So initially what happened was our flight was supposed to leave at 6.25 and they ended up cancelling it and then they said, go downstairs and rebook yourselves into another flight. And as we were doing that, the line was just so long at the service desk. We're like, this is going to take ages and we're not going to get back to Sydney in time because we had work the next day. Um, and then they made an announcement saying, rush to the um the the tick the check-in machines um because they did a basically a mass rebook of all the people on the Sid melbourne to sydney flight and so it was basically first in first serve so we, uh, we dashed to the machines rebooked and then they said oh, okay you also have to pick up your bags and the next announcement and then we picked up our bags from the carousel again and then they said you have to do it drop it off at the bag drop offs and then people were like in such a chaotic state one guy pulled the ticket out of the machine quite aggressively he caused the entire bag baggage um drop-in mechanism to shut and on every lane and that was eating away at our time because then the flight that we were rebooked on was at 6:55, and it was about to take off in like five or ten minutes and we still had to clear security <clears throat> again and it was just uh what a, what a what an interesting period just to get through that through the airport and then they jumped around from gate to gate because they kept flip-flopping and by the time we got on the flight it was probably an hour and a half later and then we got to sydney and then the trains were delayed here anyway all up but we were supposed to get home at 7 10 p.m we got home at 11 30. at the end of the day we still got home but fortunately we kept it together neither one of us cracked but we had so many reasons to crack um, but overall it was it was a good break i'll just introduce eli hey everyone it's great to be back it's like sam said episode 11 we did take a break last week and yeah i mean like sam was saying you know his wife it was his it was her birthday 
um, we had quite quite a few things also going on. Um, well, yeah, I mean, like, you know, just social activities. So I was just thinking it's also, like, good to um, have a break. It was our 10th episode since the last episode. Well, yeah, it was since the last episode, it was 10. So I think it was, you know, like, it's good to have that mindset of trying to um, balance your life out. Um yeah, I was going to say to everyone, today's actually Eid, if we have any Muslim uh, listeners. So Eid Mubarak, guys. Um, we celebrated this morning by um, going and praying with our, like my dad, my brother, my, my sister-in-law um, at the mosque, which was really great. It was very, um, you know, we're just trying to build good habits and trying to get into, um, you know, the spirit of these activities. And we had like an Eid morning breakfast. Unfortunately, our sister couldn't, and her family couldn't join us. Um, she she's picked up COVID, like I'm sure, like many other people around um, Australia, pretty much. And so yeah, it was just really unfortunate because we didn't get to see our nieces. And like Eid is a special day, you know, you get to wear like your nice clothes, and it's mostly for the kids, I feel. But it just would have been nice just to you know see my nieces, um, see them in their new clothes, and just have that festive family atmosphere around. But otherwise, it was it was it's been pretty good. But yeah, just on on on. Um, going back to Sam's topic about uh, well it's not a topic but his experience traveling to Melbourne last week and just pretty much you know you could see how just testing that whole um, journey or ordeal was in the sense you know so many so many um, obstacles so many roadblocks and issues and just having to kind of like stay calm throughout the entire process and we were talking about it, him and I, just before like we started this podcast. And just like, it felt as if, you know, you were just getting tested by life. That you've done all this work in terms of, you know, inner work, improving who you are, self-growth. And it's just learning how not to react to situations and just to keep your cool. And, you know, I I think from my perspective, this was life's way of seeing well let's see the tools and the lessons that you've learned over the last several months you know are you able to apply them so we'll throw you one thing after another and just see your reaction and not to say that we're not normally like good with you know um unexpected turns of events but i think there is definitely a part of us historically and maybe still to an extent now where you know when you're faced with situations unexpected situations there is a part of you which historically would overanalyze and just like like why why is this happening like why me like oh my god like now i'm gonna have to and this is probably all internal like dialogue but like now i'm gonna have to pay like extra you know for this or i'm gonna miss my flight or um you know like this is like there's just a lot probably of um thinking happening in the background and I think you've done a really good job by the sounds of it in terms of like, you know, you're getting thrown a lot of, a lot of, um, let's just say like shitty situations and, you know, you were able to keep your cool, you know, stay basically in your masculine frame and just like, well, I'm not going to react like, you know, things happen in life. Um, I don't really have a lot of control over these things. I can only control what I can control. And so so be it like i'm just gonna have to i think you even told me like at the point where you you thought you were going to miss your flight all you all you could think about is like this is somehow just going to work itself out this is just going to work itself out like i know this is just going to work itself out and it did and you made it to sydney and you were able to get to work on time and you know it yeah you pretty much let's just call it like manifested you know that expectation (coughs) and i think the direction we'll kind of go with this conversation today is essentially picking up off those experiences, which is, you know, when life really tries to test you out and, you know, when you're faced with all these unexpected situations and essentially how you deal and react to them. And so it's just interesting, like, this is the theme of the week, you know, sometimes life feels like, you know, it's a season or an episode uh, well episodes and then you finish off a season because there's just some lesson to learn just like you know any netflix um production or just show in general 
So I, I personally also have been tested um, this week. So, you know, it's been raining like crazy in, in Sydney over the last week and a bit. And so as many of you guys probably know now, when it rains pretty heavy, you get a lot of potholes in the roads because, you know, just the the just the ground uh, layer beneath just absorbs so much water that, you know, um, you know, I'm not I'm not like a geologist, but the earth sinks like, you know, um, I, I'm not going to even try to bother explaining how it all works, but the earth sinks. So basically you get potholes forming. And so I was driving back on actually Sunday night and I it was late at night and I clipped a pothole, which I didn't even see. And it must have been pretty deep. And I got a warning message on my car saying low uh, flat tire, pre- low, low tire pressure. And it was just like, once I hit the pothole, I got the message. And I thought to myself, oh, I just must have lost um, some air. And I did feel like the car like shudder, like when I hit it. But I was just like, you know, it doesn't, didn't seem that bad. Anyways, <laughs> I'm driving. And then like the steering wheel of my car kept curving right. And I was just like, and I had to basically overcorrect and try to keep it balanced, right? Um, straight. And so I thought to myself, oh, there's, um, there's something going on here. Like, wh- why am I having to overcorrect the steering wheel? So, and it's, you remember, like, it's pouring rain in Sydney. So I'm driving, it's pouring rain. So I'm like, I get out of the car. So I get soaked. And this is like, I get out of the car. I parked it at a service station. And I'm like, I'll just try and fill up the tire with air. And so I'm filling up the tire with air. And it's not, it's not pumping. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? So I go and test out the other tires because I, I thought to myself, is it possibly the um, the machine? And um, well, no, actually, I stopped at the first service station. I thought that the actual air, air um, pump wasn't working, which is why the tire wasn't pumping. So I went and found another service station. And then I realized the same, I had the same issue. And I tested it out across the other tires. And then I realized, oh, the other tires are pumping. Why isn't this tire pumping? The one on the le- the right side of the, the driver's side. And so I was like, I tried again. And there was a button on the machine which said flat tire pump. And it just basically blows air, crazy amount of air. And you just plug it into your wheel. And so I did that. And then because it was raining, fortunately, I got to see bubbles. Because um, the water was like running across the wheel. So I could see bubbles forming like... So I, show, I, I turned the light on my phone and I looked at the wheel and I saw this massive hole. Now I have run flat tires on my, my car. So luckily what it means is basically I can still drive the car um, while it's flat uh, because there was no air at all in the tires. But the, the way these t- like tires are, it's like reinforced. So I, I had like the ability to drive and this is Sunday night back home, luckily, as long as I stayed below 80 kilometers. Um, and then the next morning, you know, I called like the, the towing service. I thought I could claim it on insurance, even though I have comprehensive, it wasn't covered. Like, I, you know, this happened to me. I wasn't frustrated or anything, to be honest. Like, um, I actually accepted the experience for what it is. And it did set me back like um, $600. And I think for me, you know, and I had to like, um, like take the day off. And on top of that, um, to go and fix the tire, get it like get my car towed, um, and you know things worked out in the end because like the tire that I had was also very unique. So um, I actually managed to sort it all out within a day, which which completely surprised me because, and this is part of like I feel like my personality, which is like when I need something fixed or need something done, like I want it done immediately. Because that morning I just got on the phone trying to find a tire. Like um, I called up the dealership, asked them who they use. Um, and like booked in the service at like type out like just i was just trying to like knock it out as, as quickly as possible and you know I, I remember dropping it off at the tire shop um and like i had to like walk in the rain for three four hours because um like i didn't have a courtesy car or any of that stuff so i just basically explored the area around um and again it didn't bother me because i'm like well let's make productive use of this time so i walked to a medical center got a blood test because um, i had a drop in iron levels so i wasn't able to donate blood so i thought i'd get retested and possibly that would, you know, um, if the results were good, I could I could donate blood again. And then I, 
I was doing like, I can't remember like so many other stuff, but I actually felt fulfilled. Like I didn't feel like it was a bad day. And even though like it sent me back a couple of hundred bucks, um, like I didn't actually feel bad about the whole process. Um, I did lose my Xbox money because I, I sold my Xbox um, and basically all the money that like that I'd made from that was just went back to the tire. Um, so, and that was one, one, one event. Um, I'm going to let Sam probably talk about maybe another experience that you had and then we'll get to like where we're going with this yeah so like i actually i was telling eli earlier i think it was like a day or two i was like this has been a rough week maybe last two weeks actually has been kind of rough in terms of just a sequence of events kind of going wrong and then life testing the person to see whether or not you'll react or whether it will throw you off so um at our local town center it's a really cool area by the way so we um they were ha they had like a free paint and sip class it's like where you you know that you go painting and there's a bit of food and drinks and whatever obviously i don't drink alcohol so it's like soft drinks whatever um but i remember i, I said to, i booked three tickets um one for myself my wife and my brother and then my brother couldn't make it because he wanted to go to um his bjj um kickboxing classes and then my wife was initially going to attend, but she had to go into the office because um, she had to finish off um, some sort of work um, <clears throat> before, I think, before we went to Melbourne um, because she there was like all these court stuff and she had to all get it all sorted out. Anyway, so it was just me on my own. I was like, yeah, whatever. I'll just go on my own. It's not a big deal. Um, walked down to the town center met a few cool a fair few um, people it was really cool really good vibe and then you know we we're all painting i was enjoying myself um and i was really in that caught up in the moment i was like wow life is good and then uh, my wife gives me a call and she's like oh hey um i'm i'm, I'm you know i'm home she, this is like an hour into the paint and sip class i was like oh fantastic you know i'm like i'm just here um you might as well come because we're about to paint on the walls for the mural the community mural um, come and come and join us like I'm actually doing your I've only just done the outline of your face um, you might as well do my one and and, and we can um, enjoy the experience together anyway she sounded um, she's she's quite like she was very soft on the phone she's like oh okay you know I'm, I'm coming blah 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 and I was like but I didn't, I didn't think much of it she seemed startled when I said to her just come um, you know and then she came and then we were, we were painting and all that stuff and then and we we're having a good time and then she pulls me to the side and she's like hey i just have to tell you something she's like um i had a had a had an accident i was like what, what do you mean it's like oh i had a car accident and i actually i didn't even think she was being serious i just i was like listening to her and um i was pretty like i was pretty mellowed out and she's like um oh no no i actually did i re actually had a, a full like car accident i was like damn i was like okay is, are you okay is everything fine she's like yeah but she, um but I, I know like it's your car she says i know technically it's my car but i it, it is our car um and when she said that she was expecting me to kind of have more of a reaction i was like oh okay look that's fine she's like what do you mean i've, I've just told you that I've damaged your car like I had a car accident and I actually I'm at fault I re-ended the car in front of me and I was like look it's fine it's, it's an accident right and she's like yeah so I was like so that's it it's just an accident like what 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 what, what do you want like how do you want me to react to, to a person having an accident like it's not like you did it intentionally and then and I was like let's just go finish um, our murals like this is it's such a good vibe and I was, we was still talking and laughing and chatting with people and then she pulls me aside again later. She's like, how are you not angry or upset? And I was like, I'm choosing not to be upset. I don't want to be upset, nor do I feel there's a reason to be upset. Um, I'm like, it's just, you know, particularly like it's a first car accident. I was like, everyone makes mistakes. And it would be rich of me to basically, or very hypocritical of me to be like, how dare you have an accident or make a mistake in life? Only I can, you know? And she's like, she was so surprised and startled. And I was like, you know what? We're here. We're enjoying ourselves. You know, life's good. You know, you're healthy. I'm healthy. Thankfully, you weren't injured. And the person that you re-ended wasn't injured. So what's the big deal? That's why we pay insurance. Let's just let them deal with it. And then we said, okay, let's just go have some dinner. We had some dinner at um, 
at a local Chinese restaurant, which was really amazing. And it was so good. And because we kept that positive mindset, we met this couple um, at the restaurant because what happened, all the tables were full. There was a table of four. And there was this couple who was just sitting together on, on a table of four. And I asked, I was like, do you guys mind if we just sit next to you guys um, to have some dinner? And then they're like, yeah, sure thing. And then we got to talking and joking with them and all that. And these, 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 this couple was a lot older, my parents' age. Like the, man, the, the gentleman was 62 years old. Anyway, um, what happened in the end was we vibed so well with that couple that I didn't even realize the gentleman, as him and his wife got up to leave, they, they had paid for our meal. And, and left and then the restaurant owner comes up to me he's like hey just want to let you know that your meal has been paid for and I was like damn see when the person kind of keeps it together in life and when you're you're cool with certain events you just accept that you're like this is it is what it is it was meant to happen and it's just part of a sequence of events you it's out of your control like and rather than putting myself in a negative frame or letting my wife feel like bad or shit about um, that experience I was like look let's just keep our let's try and stay positive about it because in, in the end so many i mean there's so much good around us why 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 ruin a good night um and then and then that event then that experience happens and i was like damn so you know life it truly is i mean it's, it's right when they say like life isn't what happens to you it's how you choose to react to a situation but then after that like again so many other things went wrong um bits and pieces like my fish tank one of them they completely crashed and you know it was doing so well it's flourishing the ecosystem it just crashed and a few fish died and a few of my shrimp died and these were very expensive i got bummed out about it but i was like just keep going because one of my other fish tanks i kept constantly having problems and i managed to finally stabilize it and rather than give up because a lot of people give up i was like no i'm not going to i'm not going to give up and these are all live plants in the fish tank and all that stuff and then other things like again like things breaking even when i literally just touched it or like burning my table slightly my wife doesn't know about it yet so now she does um and even her like staining a bit of the table with like wet clothes again like so many things just kept going i was like i'm not going to react i'm not going. even she, she was surprised she was like oh look i accidentally did this at the table i was like it is what it is right and i'm not saying like discount your emotions i'm like look there's nothing that i can really do right now that's going to change it am i bummed out yeah somewhat bummed out but that's all i can there's nothing more to to it and then even today when we were having um i don't know if you remember this when we we're having the aid breakfast um my brother was making hot chocolate oh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah i'll let you finish the story that's i'm saying this is a sequence of events yeah you just remind me like it's not that big of a deal but um, you know, we came back, it's a cold day. I was like, you know what? I'll make hot chocolate for everyone. And like, we have this really good chocolate, hot chocolate powder that they haven't tasted. And I thought, you know, um, they're going to really enjoy it. And, um, I think even you, you initially were like, no, no, don't worry about the hot chocolate. We have tea or maybe a Manny. Um, but I'm like, no, no, it's like, they don't know how good this hot chocolate tastes. I'm going to make it. So like I used three quarters of the, the milk. And I like made the hot chocolate and I put it on the stove to like heat it up. And then like we were having so much fun, like chatting, joking around. And like I was distracted. Like I knew I should have been paying attention to the kettle with the hot chocolate. That it overheated and then bubbled up and then like um, surfaced to the top. And like it was overflowing and pouring onto the floor and onto the like the kettle and into the sugar and it was just it was just a whole mess into the cabinet and then like but we none of us saw it ironically even though my mom was boiling eggs i was just like oh my god um so like but something in my head clicked and i was just like oh crap the hot chocolate and i ran over and i wasn't thinking and i stepped into a puddle of like chocolate milk like my sock sock my right sock was like drenched and i just saw the, like it everywhere like and it was all right like in the moment i didn't like i honestly i i like this is the interesting thing with my brain right now right so like there was part of my brain which is like oh man like um like how could you let this happen like how could you drop the ball but like that voice now it was so quiet and so low because like historically like i'm just being like honestly like it used to be a, like loud probably in a critic and this time it was like it's like a whisper like it wasn't like you know overpowering anything and like everyone came with the towels and like was trying to clean like no one made a big deal not even like my parents 
Um, but it's just funny because like there was still a part of me in my brain like I could I could sense it's just like it's like this is annoying you know <laughs> because I think what the part that really annoyed me was um, one we lost like half of the hot chocolate and, um, and then the fact that it spilled over into the kettle and then the the buttons on the kettle <laughs> had like peeled off so then I don't know I'm gonna have to probably like glue them back on and again it's like it's not that big of a fix but like I have this idea like everything needs to be perfect like I don't like things not being perfect or in good condition but the interesting thing is I was able to actually let it go like uh, once once we cleaned the mess and everything like I poured the remaining hot chocolate in the cups the chocolate was like burnt so it had a smoky flavor <laughs> we all drank it and it was fine um, and I was able to let go of the whole like it d- didn't stay with me like um, we had breakfast and it just I forgot about it right now the interesting thing is guys um, my brother and I like we t- we wanted to do the podcast so after we had sat down with our parents had like just general chit chat we also watched like an auction happening within our local area um, we went to get in my car which I had serviced on Friday also I took it to the service center got it checked up got the like brake fluids changed all the uh, brake fluid the um, yeah I think it's the brake fluids it said um, anyway like whatever every, the pretty sure it's the brake fluid anyway oil change and all that stuff um, like so this I'm, I'm trying to pull out my car well I'm pulling out my car just like literally two hours ago and I have like mirrors that fold in and fold out when you you know when you exit and come into the car so as I was driving the car out I was like why is it the left uh, side mirror folding out and then I thought like did somebody so this is what my like initial head like thought was like did somebody like clip like with their body my like my mirror um, is that why it's like stuck because I drove it back last night into like the house and there's no issues and like I, it's just funny how my brain was trying to go back to like that old conditioning like it's like who did it <laughs> you know what i mean like just kind of wanted to point the fingers like did somebody like clip it like within the household right i was like i was like oh like why is this like why is this thought in my head and um like i don't i actually don't know like i was telling my brother like i was i'm i was getting triggered like I, there's something that triggered me because i'm just like this is annoying um like why isn't this side view mirror like working like i literally just took it out i got it out of the service center yesterday it was fine in perfect condition like how's this like and i can't drive the car because i can't see the traffic on my left side if i'm if i'm merging lanes right and and for me like my car represents freedom like i get to like like it lets me get out of the house right like and i i want to i use it to go to training and just feel like i can go and do whatever i want right it just gives me that sense of freedom but there was still part of me that was getting triggered by the like I have still warranty on my car, which is like I didn't think about it in the moment, but like my brother reminded me, and I was just like, well, that's true. Like this would be covered under warranty, but like, but there was still part of me which is just like, but like, why am I triggered? And I was trying to understand it, like with my brother, and it was in my head. I was thinking, like, is it the idea that I have to go back and now spend more time trying to fix my car, or like get it, you know? Because I I'd literally been to now, you know, focusing on my car, like for two. <laughs> two whole days straight essentially that week and I'm thinking to myself like but why am I getting triggered I think part of me initially was annoyed that I wanted like the old part of me wanted to and this is conditioning because um, I feel like you know like it's a parental thing where they the parents sometimes like who did it you know what I mean whose fault is it so my brain was trying to like maybe there was still a bit of the old conditioning like when to put the blame like who who hit like who clipped my even at work they always want to assign blame to someone or even at work you're saying yeah like they want to assign blame but i think there was a little part of me just like why am i triggered like i wasn't overly triggered like i, I wasn't mad i wasn't like like i was upset you know internally i was like i'm upset about my car but I'm, I, I'm still trying to figure it out it's just like i was telling like sam maybe i still have some work to do and that's why this is happening in terms of the idea of maybe that I need everything to be perfect and functioning like that that annoys me like when things are just not working you know because I like to have like just everything around me like orderly and just functioning like I don't like to know that something is malfunctioning because I don't it, it, it probably makes me feel um, as if that like there's chaos in my life and maybe I just don't like that sense of chaos anyways like 
you know, Sam and I, like, we came to his house and we're like, you know, let's just go grab some bubble tea, popcorn and some noodles and stuff. And like, let's just do the podcast. And I think that walk helped me just like recalibrate myself. And I was telling Sam that, you know, like, I'm not like upset with the fact that I'm upset or frustrated because I think it's inherently healthy to feel those emotions because like, this is a frustrating experience, you know, like I will have to take time out now um to well i can't my car's grounded so and i have to wait till wednesday because I, I like that's the only next available appointment to get my car serviced um but you know i was trying to like accept the fact that like it is this is what it is like i i must just accept what's happened here like i don't have control over this it's no one's fault right and even if it was like it's like what what difference is that going to change you know, and I'm still trying to convince myself like to a degree, like it's not overly, but like, um, there's a part of me, like, it's just, I need to somehow like just surrender. And, um, but like, you know, we went and got the like bubble tea and the, like, I went to go grab the popcorn and I think I just started, I realized like I was cooling down internally or, or basically not cooling down, but I was letting those emotions flow through me and like, hopefully just like get getting out of my system. And yeah, like I, I obviously feel a lot better. There's still part of me like, and I think honestly it's in, it's healthy. It's just that it's upset and frustrated. It's just like, this is my car. This is my baby. Like I don't like seeing it like this. It's like, it's as if it, you had a child, not to saying the car is the equivalent child, it's just a material possession. But you know, if you see your kids sick or you see your parents sick, it's like, I don't want to see them in this condition. You know, I'd rather see them healthy and happy and I feel it's just like I, I see my car almost in the same way as an extension of me. Um, yeah, so it's just it's just interesting. Like, again, you're getting tested in life. And again, yeah, so that's, that's my experience has been very similar. And here's a funny addition to Eli's story. So when I, I went to pick him up from the, um, the service station at BMW, uh, at the, the service station, basically, where his car was getting serviced, and um, I picked him up to go back home. And as I was driving back home with him in the car, um, there, there was a car in front of me or a truck or something. And then all of a sudden this yeah. rock gets flung into my windscreen and chips it. <laughs> and I, I was just like, I, said, I remember I still remember my reaction to the car. I'm like, it is what it is, whatever. It is what it is. There is nothing that was completely out. And I said it in the car. I was like, that was completely out of my control. I just have to accept that there is going to be certain things in life that happen that are going to be out of my control. And it's not because I happened to to, to that day pick him up from the so It was meant to be. So many things have already happened this week, right? And for me, that was the most recent thing. Um, the, the rock just flick, flick. And I've been driving this car for now since 2014. So almost eight years sorry it's 2015 so almost um seven years yeah seven years and i haven't had a rock um get flung onto my windscreen and it just so happened that that moment as yeah it was just a small and it's like and then i can see that chip and it's right in my face where i drive and i was like of course why wouldn't it but i'm like straight away i was like it is what it is and i'm not gonna say like i wasn't bummed about it i was like for a second i'm like but what am i gonna do if i like you can, you can be annoyed, but it, it's just, it, it happened. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It is, I'm not saying it's not all right to be annoyed, but then I, I came across this video from Andrew Tate. I know he's not everyone's cup of tea, but he did make a good point. And he's like, here's the thing in life, right? You want, you want nice experiences. You want a fancier job. You want nice things, blah, blah, blah. You know, the higher you go up in life or the, or the more things that you try to do or the more envi- um, situations that you're put in, the more challenges you're going to face in life. And a lot of things aren't going to go right. And, you know, you're going to be tested and pushed and pulled and whatever. And this is the thing. People that are successful, it's not that bad things don't happen to them. It's just that they kind of laugh it off or, or they'll be like, yeah, you know what? In the grand scheme of things, it's not that bad or it's insignificant and and then they just laugh it off and they get on with their life and they don't stop trying or, or don't it's like say for example my fish tanks every time they had issues i could have easily stopped like every other person and be like you there's algae problems the plants are dying the fish it's like no but you keep going you keep learning and you keep pushing forward and that's the kind of the mindset I'm, I'm i've been trying to adopt i'm like look 
certain things have happened, but that doesn't mean I should just now give up. I'm like, you know what? If I if I make less decisions in life and I do less things and I take less risks, you know, and I'm not like driving anymore as, as frequently. So I avoid rocks and all this stuff. And, um, you know, even at work, let's say I choose not to take on positions or roles that are more challenging because I could get paid more money. But why should I? Because there's a high probability of me getting stressed and things going wrong and more responsibility. Even Even, for example you know, people in relationships, like you could say to yourself, I'd rather just avoid all the um, the issues that kind of come with relationships and the emotions and all that crap. And I just, I'll, I'll just be single because it's easier. And the truth is, it is. Being single is very easy compared to being in a relationship. Um, but the truth, but the, the fact of the matter is, okay, but there are benefits to being in a relationship. It's not going to be easy. You know, there are going to be moments where you're dealing with another person's emotions and reactions and you're trying to get through it um sorry my phone's ringing one second guys i'll let eli take take over i forgot we could pause the recording there's my mom calling guys um so what i was saying was yeah so sometimes in life you have to say to yourself things aren't going to necessarily go as planned and the more you put yourself out there the more you put yourself um in kind of the way of life, like things are going to occur to you because you're putting yourself out there. Um, and so I, I, I'm slowly learning to accept um, things as, as, as they come. Because he, again, Andrew Tate, he just made such a good point. He was like, yeah, it's like, what, you think millionaires or billionaires don't have their problems? Like they're not faced with challenges? And I'm not, I'm not using just millionaires and billionaires, anyone, right, that's really pushed through in life and quite successful. It's like, but they do. And the reason that they're millionaires, billionaires or successful people in whatever their fields are or people that seem to have a good life is because let's say they do go bankrupt. They don't say to themselves, that's it. It's all over. Never again. Will I ever do a business? You know, blah, blah, blah. It's because they go, look, you look, I learned some good lessons, you know, really shaped me, built me into the person that I am today. I'm going to keep pushing forward. And then the people I find that generally do give up because they give in because there are some people and I feel like this is, it all comes down to mindset, a weak mindset isn't capable of handling bad things happening to them Um, the weak mindset basically says um, i'm uncomfortable with being you know with things going wrong or i have i have a severe discomfort um, because my my natural state is i'm looking for easy dopamine hits and I don't know how to function or operate when when things go wrong. Um, so I'm uncomfortable with being uncomfortable. Whereas the successful mindset is I'm comfortable with being uncomfortable. And yeah, I just accept it. Yeah, sometimes I'm going to feel a bit shitty because certain things that I don't want to happen do happen. But at the same time, I also laugh it off because it's like, haha, what am I going to do? It is what it is. Now, how do I how do I move forward from this? It's not to say just move forward, move forward, move forward, but to kind of stay in that state where you kind of feel sorry for yourself. And it's a low vibrational frequency, shame, apathy, whatever. Those are actually very low frequencies. Um, ironically enough, being angry as a higher frequency, but, but obviously being more kind of... Um, have showing some level of gratitude is like the highest you're like look i know this sucks i know that i know i've lost money blah 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 but i'm grateful i'm alive I'm, and it sounds so so basic but i do understand that that mindset because today when i was going through tiktok um i saw something very um heart-wrenching which was i think this girl was in from syria or something and like she was a young girl probably seven or eight um, and someone found her on the street and she had severe burns to her face and, and body. And the fact of the matter is this girl didn't ask for this life, nor did she put herself necessarily in a situation where she wanted to be burnt or something negative or bad to happen to her. But this gentleman like saw her and he helped her and he bought some toys and, and found her family and took her back to her family and, and he bought her food and all this stuff. And she had this the biggest smile on her face. And f- for us, sometimes I look... I was like, what, what's, what's our complaint, right? Like our, our houseplant died or like isn't thriving as, as well as we want it to. Or even in your case, I'm not trying to dismiss it or say to you, you shouldn't be upset. But it's like when you're in your, on your deathbed, you're not going to, or when you're 70 or 80 years old, you're not going to think about that moment where the gearbox in your side mirrors weren't working. 
you know and it sucks to spend sometimes money not that in maybe in your case you have to but it's still the, even the feeling of having to lose time it sucks but in the grand scheme of things it's such a small insignificant event in your life um to to think that this one thing is going to overshadow the rest of your day or whatever doesn't really make any sense and there was that one example before i give the microwave where they're like you know when you deal with difficult people i think they were saying like you have like eighty six thousand seconds in the day or something was it so eighty six thousand four hundred seconds in the day and you know if someone takes away a minute of your time or two minutes and creates a shitty experience do you kind of negate and i think what the, the comparison they was making was like money though right let's let's assume like think of time and money in the same way so let's say you have eighty six thousand four hundred dollars in your bank account and someone takes ten dollars do you just lose your shit over the ten dollars and you're like that's it it's all over and you just kind of throw the rest of the money out because of that small singular experience or do you say like look, look i've lost ten dollars it's, it's shit but i still have eighty six thousand three hundred ninety dollars whatever See, this is why I laugh. Like, I'm, I'm hearing that and I'm smirking because I, I saw the same TikTok and the, the other TikTok videos I've been getting this week is pretty much also on the idea of um, discomfort. So there was this, um, I think this girl called the Brown Psychologist or something. So she's like of South Indian heritage. And um, so she's great because she's looking at it from this ethnic perspective, like a lot of like um, issues. And interestingly enough she said that a lot of people who are uncomfortable with discomfort um it's generally uh, sorry not uncomfortable with discomfort um individuals who basically have a low frustration tolerance right um so for example um, they're uncomfortable with things happening slowly with traffic um you know situations for example um that don't work out in your favor or you like as sam was saying like you choose not to take um, risks in your life or put yourself in difficult situations that will force growth is because basically you're uncomfortable with discomfort. You don't want to be, um, have, you don't want to have to put the energy to, to grow as an individual, right? And you'd rather have everything remain the same, like chase that sense of familiarity and comfort because, well, why put myself in a, in a difficult position? I don't want to have to invest that time in changing and growing and improving like it's just easier for me to just stay as i am right and that really stems at the root of it is that you don't have a lot of resilience built into you to handle um difficult situations right and again i don't blame anyone who experiences this because like we've all gone through it and if you experience it at a higher level the way she was explaining it is that it's linked to the fact that you are possibly living in survival mode so your nervous system is so jacked up right that you're always expecting like the shoe uh your sh the shoe to drop right which basically is that the saying mm. um so basically it's assuming that because your nervous system is so jacked up like you just cannot handle a situation like not working out like you if something for example was um say like you missed your train or something like small insignificant uh, i'm not too sure like um maybe it's raining outside like you would just lose your shit like you would just like start crying or whatever and it's simply because of the fact that um you just are in survival mode and you just don't your body is so over overloaded that even that small thing it cannot handle like it's, it's 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 basically saying like i'm already like hyper vigilant i'm already like hyper aroused and like i'm always expecting things not to work out and something bad's going to happen and so also like when it does happen like it just overwhelms you to the point where it's like this this straw that broke the camel's back basically and like sometimes you might think to yourself or others like wow that was a disproportionate reaction but it's not your fault it's it's fact that you're in survival mode and that can that obviously is an um stemming like the fact you're in survival mode probably from a number of factors you know um the conditions of your environment your experiences etc so it's not that you it's not your fault you know what i mean they they could like you have to take accountability over it right like you it's on you to actually get pull yourself out of that survival state and regulate your your nervous system but um so 
um, yeah, the point there is like if you see somebody who gets frustrated with, with, with like traffic or they said, I think she was also saying like along the lines of if you can't also think into the future, it's because like you can only think like about the next day or a month in advance at most is because you're in survival mode. You just do not have that capacity to to like because you're just expecting something bad to happen now or in the moment right so you don't you can't plan for your future you can't be fiscally responsible or you can't think about kids or you can't think i thought that was a very interesting thing like i'm, I'm almost digressing now into different topics i'm going to just come back but in terms of how you regulate your system how you get used to being comfortable with discomfort so like what i've been doing honestly and i'll be honest it absolutely freaking sucks some days especially when it's cold is i after i've had a hot shower I end with a cold, like full cold shower um, every morning. And like, it absolutely, it's a pain in the ass, right? Um, so like what I've, what I've been trying to do, and this is just me trying to teach my body to just be comfortable with discomfort, right? And um, I realized that I'm having to tr train my body to not, again, you have to choose how to react to the situation because that's the only thing you have in your control. So initially, like the cold, when the cold water would hit me, like it would sometimes take me 15 minutes just to like muster the mental stamina just to switch it to cold. But I was just like, you know what? It's because you're expecting in your head a, a negative consequence, right? Oh, cold water is going to hit my body. I'm going to be like shaking. So I was like to myself, you know what? Let's try something different. When I'm like, when I switch to cold and I, I feel in my body, let me just be stupid and silly and be excited and just trick my brain into thinking this is a good thing. So I'll switch to the code. I'm like, woo, yeah, yeah, woo, yeah, I love this, you know? So I'm like trying to like um, fool my brain into thinking this is a really positive, good experience. And I've only started doing that for the like last couple of days. I'll be honest, it, it is working. Like my body wasn't reacting as much. Like I wasn't as um, worried about it. And I <laughs> like the time between switching from hot to cold now mentally, like went from like honestly before like 15 minutes probably now down to maybe within like three minutes i'm able to switch to cold um and the other situation like for me um just to give you like real life examples in terms of being uncomfortable with discomfort is i absolutely freaking hate admin right um and i get i guess it's important also to be careful with your words because your words have power so um i'll just like probably reframe that and say you know um I don't, in terms of my value system, administrative tasks, are low value items and not something I prioritize, right? So, and now it's tax season and, you know, I've got complicated, um, you know, cause like, there's just, you know, like a lot, like, you know, it's, it's not, it's not a very straightforward um, approach in terms of like completing my taxes. Like there's just, there's, you know, like, cause I've got shares and this and that or whatever. So it just gets complicated, right? Um, so I thought to myself, like, I could avoid this task, right? And, or I could just suck it up and just like be uncomfortable with the fact that this is going to like take a good two hours of my time. Like, I'm still not even complete, but like I needed to get a head start, right? And um, I literally sat there on Friday and you were downstairs telling me to come downstairs, but I'm like, I gotta, I gotta finish this, you know? Um, and I, I literally just like said, I, I th told my brain, like, don't even, don't even think, just start doing it. Just start putting down on your spreadsheet, your tax deductible expenses, you know, checking all the interest stuff. And like, it was a pain in the butt, no, no doubt. But, um, it's just funny because as, as I was doing it, like I could also feel the enjoyment in the sense of like, I'm completing this, you know what I mean? Um, and like when I, I'm, it's like not fully complete, so I'm almost, almost there, but I actually felt good because I found basically another like $4,000 worth of, um, deductions that were missed initially. And yeah, like, like, I guess the point there is, um, you really have to challenge yourself. Like it's going to suck. Like, I mean, you do know, again, words have power. Like it's maybe important not to phrase it that way, but it's like, it's not going to be the most comfortable experience if it's if admin, um, especially if you're not a J and you're a P in terms of the Myers Briggs. Like admin isn't something that gives you a dopamine hit because you know you know you don't need to hit it on the checklist. Like, um, so yeah, but I guess like that translates to other aspects of your life. If there's something that you're trying to avoid, it means that you 
you need to build some resilience in that area and it's important to build resilience in, in who you are because again like it as as we found out this week sam and i like there's no such thing as a smooth ride in life like you don't get an easy like a free ticket you know what i mean even the guys are very successful it was never easy like they had to hustle you know they had to probably live in like the, you know their parents like garage or you know like have to live off two minute noodles or like give up their social life like sacrifices have to be made sometimes in life in order to build that resilience that you need and honestly like you want to be around people in life who um can teach you that you know like they're they're the good models in life the ones that are actually not chasing always pleasure um, but are able to experience pain because there's growth in pain. Like the only way you can at the gym build muscles, right, is you have to tear them apart and then they have to heal and they'll go like get stronger and better. Um, and then I'm about to give the mic to Sam, but there was something else I wanted to say. Um, like when I was at training yesterday and I was doing like, uh, like I, like my body honestly is like perpetually sore, like the muscles. And like I, I've had multiple rib injuries um from like from training and like so i took my brother to the friday open mat and he was saying to me like after we start after we did the open mat we had like classes where we were drilling exercises and he was like putting his chest on my chest and i could feel my rib like like the sharp pain and he's just like well why do you why do you and they they knew i wanted to go this morning too like my brother and my sister-in-law and like but why like you know your, your your body's in pain and it's just that's part of the experience for me too it's just like i want to put myself in a position of discomfort because like as soon as i get comfortable um it's a it's a very dangerous thing like it's nice like i i don't mind sitting on the couch and just eating cobs you know cheddar cheese popcorn and drinking bubble tea and you know maccas and kfc like i would enjoy that you know watching chicago med on on netflix love is blind why not (laughs) you know but where I actually feel the thrill and the high, especially physiologically, is when my body is moving and exercising and when I'm achieving and completing and putting myself in difficult, challenging situations. Yeah, and you just reminded me when you were talking of this really um, interesting kind of quote, and I'm sure a lot of people have seen this quote, and it couldn't be any more relevant to the times we live in now because I feel like we live in some of the best times like not the best times, we live in one of the greatest periods in history where we have so much convenience and life is relatively easy. If you can, if you have, you know, clean water coming out of your tap and a lot of people can eat out a lot more often nowadays and, you know, things are more accessible because of the apps and, and you know, you get food delivered very easily and there's an abundance of food and, you know, generally speaking, there's an abundance of work Um clothing is easy to access like there's just so much convenience in our lives that we've we end up with people who are quite weak and when i say weak i don't mean in a derogatory way because there's this really good quote I'll, i'll read out now which says that you know hard times create strong men or women strong men create good times good times create weak men weak men create hard times and now we're going through a process, I think, where things are going to get a bit more challenging. And a lot of people aren't built or strong enough to handle these difficult times. Because we all know that the economy and various various economies around the world are taking a, a beating. You know, the, uh, the effects of COVID, supply chain issues, wars, inflation, all of that. It's all come, it's all converged at once. And there's talks of recession. You know, we see prices of goods and services going up and, you know, um, again, other things that are, that are happening, like, like wars. It's not ideal. And there's whole saber rattling and, and even religious persecution in some countries like India right now. Um, things, aren't, things aren't as smooth as they once were. And the question is, how many people are ready to be uncomfortable um, or experience a state of discomfort and are they strong enough to push through these experiences because it's easy to kind of just bend over and just give up or just hope to God that someone else is going to come and save you because a lot of weak not not weak people in a derogatory sense but a lot of people who are weaker generally expect others to come and save them be it because of poor financial decisions them not taking care of their health 
you know, um, the strong people, even when times are really good, you know, they don't say to themselves, like, let's say you, you're, you're, you're a good looking guy, you, you're, you're athletic and fit, and you end up with this beautiful woman. And then you kind of let yourself go over time because you're like, you know, good times and things are easy and I don't have to try as hard anymore. Then you lose yourself and you're fat and you're overweight, whatever, and you've got all these health issues. Um, you, you, let's say, say for example, do you think you're in a, in, in a, in a state where if things do get more challenging, are you able to, sorry guys, my wife just called me and I got thrown off again. <laughs> that first time was my mom, now it's my wife. Um, so yes, yeah, so I'm saying like, so let's say, yeah, you've got, if you let yourself go physically, you know, now things are going to be more challenging. Um, are you, are you, do you think you're in a, in a state where you're physically able to kind of, you know, push through a difficult situations? I actually lost my train of thought, but I'll just pass it on to Eli. No, no, I know what you're, what you're saying. And, um, why, why I wanted to interject here is because um, when I hate the word fat, I think just let's like, you know, some people yeah. become unhealthy, overweight. I think it's just, it's just a bit more, um, I don't know, it's just the word fat. It just seems so dis- like yeah, disrespectful because um, generally people use it in a mean sense. But what I wanted to say is, for example, it's easier to cons- maintain consistency in your life also, right? Which is essentially to say that, you know, you focus on your health, you, you know, you work out, you train, you walk, you do whatever works for you, Pilates, etc. And to stay consistent, even on the days that you don't want to go, you push yourself, right? You say to yourself, you know, I don't really feel like going today. But if you maintain that consistency, right, you're going to see that your health is just going to remain good. You know, you're going to, you're going to remain a fit person. You're going to um, not have health issues. But let's say you were a fit person and then you let yourself go because as you said, Sam, you get comfortable. Now, the inherent risk there is when you weigh 150 kilos, right? It's actually a lot harder to lose the weight and to go back to your baseline, which is being fit, than if you were just to maintain that baseline. Like every day you did that one hour of like training and just stayed, you know, kept that like healthy routine going. Like um, even on the days that you didn't want to go, it's just easier to maintain the status quo then to just like, well, I was fit, you know, one year and now I'm overweight this year. And then the next year, I'm going to try to bring myself back into that fit stage. Like, don't you see like how taxing that is? Like the amount of um, energy and like one, it's, there's, a, there's a mental component just trying to get yourself back into the, you know, the routine of exercise. And then two, like to lose fat is actually like quite hard, right? Um, then just to maintain a body. So that's the importance of the consistency in your life which means consistency is even on the days when things are not working out even on the days when um, you don't want to do it you have to just kind of find that inner resilience and stamina to be like i'm still going to like remain committed to whatever it is like whatever i'm building a business um you know training um you know performing well at work like it's not don't adopt the toxic mindset but it's just if you're sick take that day off you know self-care but um yeah, just you need to um, you need to put put the energy and effort. Like I even think it applies in relationships. Like your re- relationships, like are not going to be essentially a bed of roses and honey and milk and whatever. Like there are going to be t- tough times. Where you're going to have to have you know uncomfortable conversations. But it's those un- through those uncomfortable conversations you're going to have the most growth, right? Um, so it's like don't think oh I'll just sweep it under the rug and then you know we will just ignore it and again because I'm going to chase that pleasure because I don't want to feel the pain like it's it's gonna it's gonna improve uh, things it's not like all you've done is kick the can down the road right and then at some point the relationship fractures and fails and then it's just like well now you have to make the whole investment of trying to um, either repair your relationship from the ground up or find another relationship which are again huge investments of time. Had you just consistently been like working on your relationship day by day by day, like having those uncomfortable conversations, um, trying to identify the areas where like there is friction, you know, and trying to like work through it. Um, and again, like this is the problem also economically, like why we're in the state that we are, right? Like economically, you know, it's also a normal cycle to go through like periods of booms and, and, and recessions and busts, right? But at the same time, what the governments around the world have been doing is essentially they've been trying to avoid discomfort which is kicking the can down the road it's just like well we don't want the recession now because as i said it's a natural cycle booms and busts 
what we're going to do is we're just going to keep borrowing and printing money and it's just the easiest thing we can do and essentially they're borrowing against our future like the like the younger people's future right and it's like well now we can't print any more money because excuse me but like fuck we've got inflation all over the world right what do we do we can't keep printing money now we're gonna have to put raise interest rates and like raise them by like a ridiculous amount in in one hit every month right to the point like that people are now being squeezed tight they're just like it's just like complete shock it's like what do you mean we've just raised it by uh 50 basis points or 70 basis 70 basis points like um in one hit and i think they're talking anyway i'm not gonna get into details of inflation but like again this is the theme of life here right like we're seeing it says people have been avoiding the idea of putting themselves in positions of discomfort and and like economically like um not to sound dramatic or anything but you know like certain people are going to get fucked up yeah and it's good that you mentioned that because again like we're saying like now things have been made so easy that people also are so afraid of being uncomfortable or feeling pain or people don't know what it's like to true and i'm not saying everyone but i'm like a lot of we've had it so good for so long in general right that when things do go bad and, and naturally sometimes things have to correct themselves and we have to re- hit the reset button and they are like we had a neighbor just today he was selling his property and this is a person again we he took advantage of the easy money when i say easy money I'm like it was easy to borrow low interest rates whatever and he stretched himself financially and now interest rates as eli pointed out are rising quite dramatically and very quickly and now he's experiencing this pain whereas before he was refinancing buying you know things that he motorbikes and cars that he couldn't Tattoo, afford bracelets, getting tattoos bracelets smoking drinking like everything like he just took it to such an excess because he was just looking for what um cheap dopamine hits and pleasure over pain and the reality is this there's a dichotomy between pleasure and pain they exist you know in, um next to each other you cannot have pleasure without pain you'll never understand what pleasure is if you've never experienced pain and vice versa and this is something that we all have to accept as as um as part and parcel of, of life and so you know i think that the title for this podcast will be um being comfortable with discomfort there is no pleasure without pain. yeah and there's no pleasure without pain and this is something that i've had to ex- accept and learn in the last few weeks and i guess that's what life has been trying well, to I wouldn't say last few well, not few weeks like a t- like last, last two or three years yeah. but as in like more recently it's like the life has been kind of pressing me on this point and well, similar to you as well yeah, i'm just going to quickly jump in because i know we don't have a lot of time left the only reason i say this because you know, our, our mom's gonna like beat our asses if we don't get to that barbecue. Um, so, yeah, like I, I would say like you know maybe what is it like maybe two years ago, I was pretty much living. I think we've talked about this, but living a very much like a pleasure based life, which is like you know I'd come home from work and like I'd just turn on Netflix, you know, eat some like nice comfort food and just like watch endless reruns of friends you know episode after episode after episode after episode after episode you know what i mean um just chasing you know that that, i guess that like dopamine highs like because i'm saying i'm not a perfect person you know what i mean but like lessons will learn um so yeah like just the idea of um if if that's where you find yourself at the moment it's just like in a position of um just chasing you know um, that hedonistic lifestyle, that pleasure. Like, I don't want to have to put much effort. I just want everything to be easy. You know, whether it's relationships, whether it's like um, your work, whether it's uh, um, whatever it is, you know, financially, like you think you're going to make quick, easy money doing these NFT bullshit and, um, you know, uh, <laughs> Amazon web services. And I, I, I don't know the amount of crap that they sell you online, but. There is no such thing as easy money. There's no such thing as an easy relationship. There's no such thing as, um, you know, easy food that's going to make you healthy. Healthy, right? Um, you like get comfortable with discomfort. And I'll end it on this note. Um, so, first of all, I'll say this is a quote. I can't. Remember, I don't know who it's from, but it goes, "Comfort is a drug. Once you get used to it, it becomes addicting." Give a weak man consistent sex, good food, cheap entertainment, and he'll throw his ambitions right out the window. Right out, right out the window. The comfort zone is where dreams go to die. And that's the thing. No one has ever really achieved anything or done anything meaningful 
being comfortable in life. You know, the people that created businesses that pushed the frontier of innovation, technology, health, medicine, they did things that are very, very uncomfortable to kind of push us to that next level. You know, you never see anyone ripped and jacked by by doing meaningless exercises at the gym where they don't really stress their their muscles where, to the point where they tear and regrow and become stronger, right? If you see a guy just swinging back and forth on like a lap pull down and it's easy, you're not going to grow, right? The guy that's seeing, or the guy or girl whose muscles are growing and developing, they're the ones who are increasing the weights, right? To the point where they can't finish off that rep and they're sweating and they're grunting and, and they're really pushing that, that boundary to achieve that level of growth. And that's the thing, like it only happens in a state of discomfort. Growth only happens when you're uncomfortable and things aren't necessarily easy. You know, otherwise you can go to the gym every day and do um, weights that aren't in any meaningful way, in any meaningful way, challenging. And if you expect growth from that, then you're delusional, right? If you expect like just yeah, I'm not going to really be tired. I'm not going to feel pain tomorrow morning. I'm, you know, that's what I don't. I don't want to feel the pain. Then fine, but you have to also accept that your life isn't going to change in any in any real way. And if you're fine with that, to each their own. But if you truly want more from life, then you have to put yourself out there and accept that there's going to be many periods of discomfort. And I'd like to end it on that. Thanks, Sam. And I just want to say this is a message both for us yeah, as individuals and just, yeah, for those out there who, who are interested in this message. So, yeah, appreciate your time, guys. And that's it. It's been Two Twins and Mike, and we're heading off to our barbecue before our mum beats our asses. All right. See ya. See ya. <laughs>